wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode number 278. Um, Before I begin, I'd like to uh, remind you all to check out the Fountain app. Check out the Fountain app. It's available on iOS and Android. It's a podcasting app where you can download all your... um, Pretty much every podcast out there, I think. And the cool thing about it is you can earn sats while listening. You can earn sats while listening to the Rojan Kimcast. And if you want to, you can send me some sats via boosting or streaming. Um, big shout out to Chadley Marsh, who boosted me 1900 um, sats. I mentioned that last time. But he also streamed me 8,550 uh, sats. So thank you for a total of 10,450. 50 sats. Thank you very much. Also, I got a 39,900 uh, sat boost from Victoria. Victoria A? Victoria. So thank you very much. Victoria, it's very, very, very much appreciated. Um, she, I'm assuming she, since it isn't Victoria X, um, she did not put a message um, for me to read, but. Um, Thank you anyways. Thank you very much. It is very much appreciated. Um, I am, yeah, adopting this here value for value model. And simply uh, put, it's just a model that's trying to get away from the subscription and ad revenue uh, model for podcasting um, and uh, moving to something called value for value, where basically you give me what you think it was worth. What do you think it was worth? Did I make you laugh? Did I make you chuckle? Did I make you throw your phone in disgust? Is that worth something? Maybe. Um, I, I thought an interesting um, sort of metaphor for value for value was like fast food versus fine dining. Yeah. And uh, we're used to uh, fast food fiat culture, right? Where everything's just, um, you know, it's just, it's all about just paying the least amount for the least nutritious food, right? And uh, this is different. This is sort of like I'm hoping that I can provide something, something worthwhile, right? Something worthwhile that would, all right, I'm, okay. I'm going to get better at this, but, um, you know, I guess uh, we should start the show. Has the show already started? Is the show okay? Maybe the show show started. Shows are already started. Okay. Um. All the see. I've now that I'm getting um. Now that I've gotten about fifty thousand sats, I have hired a crew, and they're they're doing a motion. It's like a stretching motion. What does that mean? Stretch it. Stretch it. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Keep going. They're just saying, hey, just keep talking. Keep it. Keep moving. Why are we getting? Because of the streaming revenue. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta keep talking. Okay, I gotta keep going. The more I talk, the more, the more sats I get. So I gotta don't stop now. All right. Um. Uh. It's a lot of, you know, you ever feel like a lot of pressure? You know, you feel the pressure. Suddenly, everybody's looking at me in the eyes, and the. Uh, 
It's okay. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God, everybody. Actually, you know what? I think I'm like a... Maybe I'm kind of like a psycho, but uh, I don't remember ever having stage fright. Hmm. They would parade me around when I was a little boy. Very little. When I was very little, they would make me sing. Sing in many different languages because I guess they... It trained me to do that. I, I don't I hardly remember this, but I think it's when I was like two and three, they said they would like my grandma, my crazy grandma and her uh, her kids, my half what are they half uncles, half aunts, whatever they, you know I grew up around them as when I was little, super little, and they said that they trained me to sing in like eight different languages. <laughs> it must have been quite a sight to behold. I don't remember it. Um, you know, I don't have any video of it or anything, nor do I wish I did. You know, I have their memories and that's enough. Eight languages? What the fuck? It was, I remember the, okay, what was it? It It's Korean, English, Spanish, Japanese, French. Uh, What what other fucking languages? I mean, there's other languages, obviously, but what other, what the fuck other languages were they teaching me? And why? I can't, I can barely speak Korean now. So what, what happened? Huh? What happened? The public school education system, that's what happened. And public things in general, you know, like I've been, you know, uh, the thing is I've been a public school kid my whole life, okay, all the way up until when I was retarded and decided to go to film school, and then I paid to go to a private school, which was um, a complete waste of money, but lessons learned, you know what I mean? You, You live and you learn. But public institutions, having gone to them, you know, I was kind of thankful. I was always grateful to public institutions because I got to go for free, basically, you know. And uh, it was, um, I thought, a good education. And uh, it wasn't until I got older I realized, oh, I was just brainwashed and indoctrinated <laughs> into becoming whatever, some liberal liberal arts guy or liberal arts person. Just a useless, look at me, I'm trying to talk for a living. I, My brain, my stupid brain and my stupid thoughts are of value. I'm begging you for the hardest asset on this planet with my dumb words, okay? The audacity, the the ego, the egomaniacal, just the fucking, the, the gall, honestly, the gall. The gall, I, my family, my mom and dad didn't even speak English. Okay, and now here I am speaking into a microphone, saying that okay, yeah, you guys, this is worth something. You're gonna give me something. You're gonna give me something for this. You're gonna give me what you think this is worth, and this is worth something. All those years of watching TV, um, you know, uh, internalizing the North American accent, the California dialect, you know, having impeccable English just you know speaking better than the whites you know what i'm saying like um that that required you know you know the amount of uh pedophile dodging i had to do in hollywood in order to get this far you can go a couple episodes back and listen listen to it and i'll tell you i'll tell you all about it there i don't have to rehash that it's, frankly it's traumatic okay it's triggering um <laughs> which is uh triggers me when i hear the word triggering which is you know Anyway, speaking of triggering, um, I wanted to talk about progressive Bitcoiners. Progressive Bitcoiners. What the hell is a progressive Bitcoiner? Well, progressivism is um, right uh, a leftist political movement. It's uh, let's say it's very close to democratic socialist 
Um, you know, it's uh, the progressive movement, you know, comes from, let's say the turn of the century, the 20th century, when there's unionizing and, uh, you got the, you got yourself the eight hour day and the fucking five day week and the fucking, uh, 40 hour cap on shit and overtime and holidays. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that the labor movement kind of brought about for the modern working man, right? Like, so that's progressivism, sure. And, you know, a lot of uh, government sort of oversight, clean things up, clean up uh, fucking, um, like, the meat packing shit and the fucking, uh, what is that? What were they doing? Th- things, a triangle shirt waste factory. You know, just, like, unsafe conditions. Like, capitalism maybe went a little too far in cutting corners, you know, and then maybe the state had to get in there and just fix things, you know. And, uh, and everything's better. Everything's so much better now. Everything's so much better. That's what, that's what the the case is, right? The progressive case. The progressive case also says, you know, the government is who stepped in to uh, bring in desegregation and to bring in, um, you know, like social justice. So, or social justice warriors are typically progressive or left of progressive, right? You'd say, and really, what are we talking about here? Is it's commies? It's honestly, it's just fucking the fucking commies, okay? Um, <clears throat> Well, commies in the sense that they believe that the government is the answer. That the government is the answer. Like, here we are in the place we're in because of a bloated military-industrial complex, right? A a giant, a massive uh, war on drugs that was like a failure, a nightmare for uh, poor people and created the largest population of prisoners in in the history of the world. Okay, all of that. Um, yeah, that's all there. That's, that's the government. The government did that, you know, the government, the printing of the money, the printing, the printing, I mean, technically the Fed is not a public institution, which is also a thing of note. Someone should, you know, kind of raise a flag there, but regardless, it's the government, okay? The state controls it, the central bank, okay? It's it's the government, the government has printed the money, it's out of control, and it's going to have to print more, and we all know it. And somehow, in all of this, the case lies for progressive Bitcoiners. Progressive Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Bitcoin, the freedom money. The Bitcoin, the money, the money that wants to separate the state from the production of the money. The the people who want to own the means of production with the state to own the means of production believe that they should own the money that seeks to remove the production of money from the state. Right? It's kind of weird. It's like um, the whole point of Bitcoin is to separate money from state, but progressive Bitcoiners feels like they're forcing them to marry. They're like, oh, you got you to mash them together. Just do it. You got to holding them at bayonet point and just forcing them to just do it do it in the streets fuck fuck right here for it. do it and like but uh, it's like progressivism and bitcoin is like no we don't we're not even a fit we don't even there's none none of my parts match his parts there's no holes there's no hole for me to stick my thing in they're dying they're like jabbing you with the fucking bayonet do it and you're like oh, i'm sorry i gotta i gotta i'm sorry bitcoin i gotta figure out how to fuck you and then bitcoin's like no i'm gonna fuck you instead you know you don't fuck bitcoin bitcoin fucks you and um you know and that that all happens uh, i don't know the, uh, it's hard for me to understand how 
to rectify that contradiction because the whole point of bitcoin is to remove the power of the money from the state remove the printing press remove it all but the progressives believe that the state is the one who can bring about progress right so does anybody see the contradiction there okay anybody see the contradiction so i I remember hearing about these progressive bitcoiners maybe last summer like around the conference maybe a little bit before that yeah before yeah before the conference of course and uh you know it seemed to be a very common theme of um they seem to be you know maybe from the bay area or uh the west coast you know california maybe maybe they were um climate change activists right maybe they were sex workers maybe they were you know there's a definite uh, political bent sort of uh antifa ish or antifa leaning antifa sympathizing uh whereas bitcoin perhaps you could say it tends to be more right-wing or libertarian or whatever and so naturally i guess if uh these two factions political factions who seem at odds with each other are thinking about what how to adopt a new money standard that will bring uh monetary sovereignty to the people well i guess the libertarian case is that it's sovereignty the progressive case would be that it's protection that there's some kind of paternal or maternal you know you know i don't want to trigger anybody okay um that that's uh some kind of protective thing going on right um so anyways uh i couldn't help but notice this clip making the rounds of what bitcoin did um it's peter mccormick's podcast what bitcoin did the probably the biggest bitcoin podcast in the world and his guest was a young i can't tell honestly i can't tell if she's young she's either somewhere between the ages of 20 and 60 okay i can't tell she's wearing a tweed (sighs) she's wearing a tweed jacket like an old-timey professor but then she's got the cups rolled up like she's uh gen z and then is she drinking she's either drinking some kind of white claw type thing or a giant kombucha can't really tell you know just uh, can't tell but there's a similar look uh similar look about a lot of these people i don't know what it is maybe it's just me maybe in my in my old age i've become you know more uh prejudiced maybe crotchety bigoted ah, i'm just a crotchety old asshole and i'm like ah they all those communist bitcoiners all look the same i guess is maybe what i'm doing but i there's this clip going around and all right here i'll, I'll just start playing here we go. part of it is that progressives are looking towards using government to create protections for the working class and they see that as the main way to do that in this society so progressives see the government as the main way to protect the working class so the, the working class, the working class that was sold out, you know, to China, the communists in China, the communists over here are like, hey, let's use the government that sold those guys out. Let's use them to now, let's protect them now. And they're wary of anything that, that even sounds libertarian because that's the opposition. 
Okay, so that's interesting, right? She just says they, meaning progressives, and really she means we, right? Um, she's one of them. She says they're wary of anything that sounds libertarian because that's the opposition. So the libertarian position is that, no, you don't need government. Yeah, you need less government, in fact, for the average person to be free. Progressive argument is, I guess, no, you need more government. Gov you can't be free by yourself, you idiot. You need us. I mean, maybe that's my cynical, that's my cynical view of it. Of course, I understand that, okay, maybe you need roads, I don't know. I mean, I'm iffy on all that stuff on whether the, you really need the government now. Honestly, I, I am. And of course, the the other problem for them is that the 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 FUD is telling them two things: Bitcoin is bad for climate change; it's going to melt the planet, mm -hmm. and Bitcoin is just a speculative asset. It's just for speculation. It has no real world value. Well, speculation, okay, that's triggering because we're opposed to Wall Street as Triggering, triggering. Okay, so we're, we are triggered. We, okay, so she's speaking, listen to her talk. The way she talks, she's speaking as a collective, as a member of a collective, and she's saying, we don't like this, we like this, we stand for this. We are triggered by that. We are triggered by the idea of speculation. We're triggered. And also the climate change. Right? You don't like Wall Street, you think it should be better regulated, you know, uh, they're they're part of the problem. These are all thoughts you should have together, right? These are all thoughts we have together. And so all that all they're hearing is Bitcoin is just a tool for Wall Street. It's just another game, another market in which they can play and have fun and make money, and they're not getting anything from it. So how do you get them through all these layers of fun? So yeah, having fun and making money is bad. It's a lot of layers. It's very, very hard. I I got a text message from a friend yesterday. It was, or not, I mean, the last couple of days. It blew my mind because I sent him, last year, I sent him an, an article that I wrote about climate change and Bitcoin. I called it. Okay. <laughs> last year, I sent him an article I wrote about climate change and Bitcoin called. The financial Hail Mary for the climate, Bitcoin adoption. And... <laughs> and there's a shot of Peter McCormick's face where he just, God, he looks so fat. What happened to this guy? I think I want to, I want to make one of those Joe Rogan videos. You know, those Joe Rogan videos that they have, they just take, um, like Bernie Sanders or whatever, act, like talking crazy. It just seems like he's talking crazy. And then they intercut like random reactions. I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that's gotta happen here. Uh, also, what's funny is that the camera's focused on his microphone. So he looks just like a fat blurry mess an early draft and he was like why do you think bitcoin's gonna save the world he was like super skeptical and he actually at some point like we couldn't even talk about it anymore because he would get really upset and he said he sent a message he was like margo i'm so sorry i just want to apologize for what i said i i didn't understand or he was like now that i'm seeing like how all these russians are using it to be able to get you know overt get around like some of these like war sanctions that are happening like banks being you know freezing assets freezing their money and stuff like that or like dissidents or whatever he's saying now in the news or on twitter he's like now i understand you know basically like now i understand and you were ahead of you were the head of the game or something like that i was like wow like i never expected this from somebody who's who is completely cynical who was completely cynical really thought that Bitcoin was really bad for the environment, that it was nothing more than a tool for capitalists to play with. And now he's telling me, like, I'm so sorry, I got it wrong. 
You're so cool. And so I think that the what that means is that we just have to keep having these different voices speaking about Bitcoin from a, within the language that they understand. And, and the thing that he said was, I think that what you wrote made it possible for me to have an open mind to do to be able to get to this point. Is that paper available? Yeah, it's it's on Medium. It's it's under my my pseudonym. Okay, so you <laughs> can tell you tell me afterwards. Yeah. You tell me secretly and I'll go read it and I can't share it in the show notes. But uh Yeah, you can share it. I okay. mean, it, we, we're going to expose your name. Yeah, because oh, I yeah, because uh, well originally I, I I was using this name because I was worried that climate activists would hate me for writing it and I was involved in the climate movement. I used to protests and stuff all right so she used to lead protests for the climate change movement and then she was like oh bitcoin could be good for the climate and then she was like oh i better use the pseudonym Jin urso in order to so climate people won't hate me directly me the person so she was afraid of backlash from the climate community and here she is advocating for bitcoin to help stop climate change which honestly is bullshit and i thought everybody and climate hates hates Bitcoin because they think it's an ultimate planet. Well, we need we need to get these positive messages across to people. Um, people are resourceful with money. Um, if you're in Lebanon and your currency's collapsed, or you're in Turkey and your currency is collapsing, yeah. or Argentina, you find ways of protecting your wealth. People will always find ways of protecting their wealth. People in Russia right now will be finding ways of protecting their wealth or trading. They'll be trying to find out. And I mean, Venezuela, there's access to five currencies. People use their... Also, why was it... She said, like, okay, I sent my commie friend my paper that was so awesome about climate change. And then he was like, hey, I saw how the Russians used it to get around sanctions. And now I think it's a good idea. Like, that's what convinced this guy. Like, it's weird. It's like there's, like, weird uh, pro-Russia, anti-Russia sentiment, that you know, they're in amongst the progressives here because they're definitely, like, pro-Ukraine, but then anti-Russia. Because Russia is kind of, like, based now. You know, they're sort of, like, Christian, anti-trans, uh, anti-all this stuff, you know, anti-sort of uh, this transhumanism stuff. I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. Ways people are resourceful. Uh, criminals will always use money. Yeah. <laughs> they will always find a way. It, it, you know, to, to say, I mean, Elizabeth Warren uh, keeps, she's like chief fund promoter at the moment, whether it's sanctions or whether it's uh, climate change or whether it's criminals, she's chief fund promoter. But oh, yeah. cr all these people can do, all the things they're doing with Bitcoin, they can do with the dollar. But the great thing about Bitcoin is we cut out a lot of the incentives that come from government. Mm -hmm. with the financial system exactly so we we have to work much harder to get these messages across uh i you know i, I would say on my show it's very easy for me every week to have a libertarian on or someone from the right and talk about their ideas but they're out there there's 20 other podcasts covering this it's i think it's right now it's more important for me to have people like you on and start speaking to progressives and start saying to them like bitcoin isn't the big scary monster and there's actually a lot of good things bitcoin can do that you could care about that you know hopefully it reduces wealth concentration it supports activists you know it you know there's all these things so i think it's a much more important conversation to be having yeah and it's really important because a lot of those people who could benefit from bitcoin are going towards ethereum and going toward DAOs and going towards nfts because because the DAO governance 
feels like a community. Mm-hmm. And in Bitcoin, we're like a little individualist in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, we and 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 that's that's not appealing to them. So she and she has this smirk on her face, kind of like where it's like has a, it, it's sort of like a bad smelling thing, but she doesn't want to say. When I wrote that progressive article for Bitcoin Magazine, I I wanted to highlight like. You know, yeah, there's in individualism, but like individuals are in a community, and there's a lot that Bitcoin can do for a community. Well, look at look how people get together. I mean, great example. Look what's happened in Ukraine at the moment. They're trying to raise money. The mm-hmm. army, fifty odd millions donated. Look what's happened with the truckers. People donated. Yeah. People come together outside of government and work together in Bitcoin to help the causes they believe in. They probably do a far better job, and probably more money that gets donated. They're, they're probably just a better good uh, a group of people deploying capital. So uh, it's just about replaying these messages and reinforcing them. All right. So that is actually a pro-libertarian argument, right? That's like he's saying, like, you don't need the government to have community. People come together naturally. You don't need the government. You don't need the government. And there's sort of this implication that Jin is making that uh, individualism means uh, it comes at the expense of a community, and that you need something like the state to step in, and like the uh, to be like the nanny, right? To come in and to tell everybody now you got to get along and whatever. And they're the reason, and they are the ones who should control the Bitcoin because they know best. And who are they? They are composed of people like her. That's really what it all comes down to, right? It's like Satoshi Nakamoto decided to invent this digital asset that you could take total custody of and that no government or central bank could control or inflate because of its own like governance structure, because of the code, because of the network, because of the things, the basically the, the Nakamoto consensus that sort of creates what is Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. So the progressive argument is that, yeah, no, no. Uh, here's the thing. You, uh, we, you don't need to separate the power from the state to make money as long as it's us with the power like if we have the power we're totally going to help the poor we're totally going to help everybody we're going to do everything good we're going to have community we're going to make people feel good right now people go to ethereum because they have a sense of community and they feel good and people aren't telling them that they're homosexuals to their face okay or that climate change isn't real and then they get really mad listen to her language she's worried that people get mad and she's worried about this and she's talking about us and this is what that what triggers us and this is what we believe in so that's the opposition and the, you know it's all this team language right there's this team language right and there is um you know there is no i in team right there is no i in team and you need the i for bitcoin you can't have Bitcoin without eyes. <laughs> I don't think that's a, that's not really like um, a very good, <sighs> it's not a very good saying, but you get my point. You know what I'm saying? It's It just doesn't make any sense, right? It's just like, but this is interesting. I think it's, I think what we're watching is um, a leading indicator of things. I think Bitcoin is a leading indicator. It's one of the freest markets in the world, right? Communists hate the market. Commies hate the free market. Commies want the government to squash the free market. Commies think the government can actually dictate everything without supply and demand. It's bonkers. doesn't even make... Anyways, Bitcoin is the freest market out there, right? So I think um, 
or I, I hear a lot of like analysts talking about, okay, like the Bitcoin market will crash first, right? Then the stocks and whatever, because it's sort of, you know, there's a, uh, it's 24 seven. There's more opportunities. It's a better indicator of the general sense of the market. I think it's similar um, culturally. Uh, Bitcoin is a leading indicator culturally, and what we can see is that there has been an extensive communist infiltration of Bitcoin, which you can see all around our society. There's an extensive communist infiltration of the schools, there's a communist infiltration of our political system, infiltration of the movies, of the culture, pretty much every sort of um, the left was genius in winning the culture war and in doing so what they did is left the door wide open for the more extreme elements to get in there right and that's why you have all this sort of uh, like queer theory you got all this uh critical race theory you got all this queer you got all these theories everywhere all these people with these theories teaching them to little kids why why are you forcing little kids to listen to your date listen to your homo date okay they don't need to know that you're gay. They don't need just teach them the letters and the numbers, okay? There's more letters in the alphabet than G A Y. All right? All right. Um anyways, I I feel like uh I feel like what it is is that we're um and why am I saying I feel like I I'm I'm not intuiting this. This has been was well known. This is stuff people have been talking about forever. In fact, KGB defector Yuri Bezmanov um, he fucking said, uh, back in the day, uh, he fucking, uh, what did he say? Here, let me find it. Here, he said this. The United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. And, and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course. Uh, it's, it's the system However ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy, whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking, that every second the disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to, unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. Okay. So. All right. Well, <laughs> so that's good. But, I mean, he said that back in the 80s, so, you know, people probably thought, hey, well... Well, what happened? It's been, you know, 30 years. Nothing, Nothing's happened, you know. But um, I don't know. It kind of seems like we're kind of heading closer and closer to this moment, right? This crisis. Uh, you know, you can see that this idea. He said there's a world communist conspiracy. You know, he just, he just said world communism, just matter-of-factly. Just world communism. He didn't really get into it. And he's like, yeah, look, you can, you can not believe me if you want. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's fucking there. And he's saying this, you know, almost um, 40 years ago. So... By now, I think what we're seeing now is two generations of that have passed. You know, we've got blue hair judge SJW, who's in the Alex Jones case, right? Dyes her hair back normal, sits on the judge, you know, and basically uh, railroads him, right? You got a judge for Epstein, 
also is the guy that signed or yeah i think signed the search warrant for trump's the raid on trump's uh whatever mar-a-lago home or whatever like that that you know these weird connections weird weird just probably just coincidence right just a just a coincidence i mean does this have anything to do with the world communist conspiracy i don't know i mean is there a period of has there been a process of demoralization in our country to the point where the average person wouldn't know left from right if he fucking showed it to his face because he's just nobody knows what's real anymore nobody knows what's real nobody knows nobody even cares everybody everybody just wants to make sure nobody's mad at them that's all that really matters you just, don't be mad at me i don't know it doesn't matter what's right or wrong it doesn't matter what's real or not just don't be mad okay don't be mad at me and that seems to be the operating principle of a lot of a lot of uh, human beings, okay, including the progressive Bitcoiners, including Jin Urso, including, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, perhaps, yeah, I, I, okay, do I have a personal thing about commies? Sure, I do, okay, considering, you know, half my family was kidnapped by North Korea, you know, and that uh, there was a war, uh, there was a war that basically fucked up my whole family and the country they came from. And, of course, I, I have to also recognize the fact that communism and the military-industrial complex all coming together uh, made me. So, you know, in a selfish way, I guess, you know, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the military-industrial complex. You know, I'm okay with all the munitions that they dropped on the Korean Peninsula being more than the munitions they dropped in World War II in total. I mean, that's fine. I'm okay with it because I'm here now, okay? I'm here, and I get to talk all the shit I want because not only am I here, I was born... I was born in D.C. I was, I'm federal, baby. I'm federal constitution. Number one on the Bill of Rights. Freedom of speech. Okay? That is the fucking hill I'm dying on. That is the hill. That is a hill worth dying on. That, there's a reason why it's fucking number one. The fucking constitutional convention. Oh, you got all these guys. You got all these fucking guys. They're mostly rich, okay? They're mostly rich guys. You know, the critical race theory. Rich white men, okay? Yeah, whatever, okay? But they're also fucking farmers. They're also fucking guys who fucking made something of themselves. They weren't all fucking royalty. In fact, none of them were royalty. The whole point was they were going against the royals. So there are a lot of them are probably somewhat self-made, somewhat, you know, uh, bourgeois in the sense that they were like merchants and shit, right? Like the fucking... You know, they're kind of like new, nouveau riche or whatever from the new world. And they wanted to, you know, they, you know, you could see the, um, you know, from the progressive viewpoint or the sort of communist viewpoint, you could see that like, oh, these guys are just capitalists who wanted to uh, dupe the working man with uh, marketing tactics like freedom and whatnot, and tricking them to fight for him and whatever. And look, on some level, that's true. Okay. And some level, that's all war. All war essentially is are the rich and powerful elite getting the poor underclass to fight for them because they have the numbers to fight and they you know they can get them to do it and they can use things like nationalism and pride and all you know they can get them to fight for free basically and not actually have to give them stuff and then you can spend all the money on the war and then make money selling each other weapons and stuff like that ah it's great it's been going on forever it's been going on forever. It's probably going to go on now. It's probably happening right now. It's probably why everybody's talking about going to war with Russia and China and talking about war, 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 because that's usually what happens after the states 
take over, try to fix things, fuck everything up to the point where it's a disaster. And then they decide, you know, we should just fucking start killing each other and then just kind of sort it out. Right. You get take takes a, takes a little edge off the population. You knock down the count. You get some people, you know, you get some people dead. You free up some resources, you get some more food. You get to, you know, you get, you get and then the, there's more room for growth. You kill everybody and then you can grow. Right. You get. You can make a nuclear winter, and then after that comes nuclear spring, right? And that's that's what that's what we want. That's what we need. <sighs> that's what we need. So, anyways, world communism. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's coming. It's in Bitcoin. So you know, like I said, Bitcoin is a leading indicator. I think it, I think there's going to be a civil war inside of Bitcoin. I think. Bitcoin naturally has an immune system, and that immune system does not like collectivism, does not like communism for sure. You know, has a libertarian independent streak, and like she said, that's the opposition. So you're going to see this weird, weird conflict. I mean, it's already taking place. You can see it taking place between the progressives and the regulars, right? <laughs> the regular plebs, just the plebs and the fucking progressives, right? Like the, and then I guess they have some advantage by having the numbers or whatever, but they get triggered. They get triggered. What kind of Bitcoiner gets triggered? Bitcoin is free speech. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is not money per se. If you really think about what Bitcoin is, it's code. Bitcoin is code. Code is backed by free speech under the First Amendment in America. Just like, guess what? Comedy, okay? Just like this fucking the retarded words coming out of my mouth right now that I'm just going off the cuff because I'm a madman. Like these words are actually protected by this document by the, that these rich white men decided to come up with. If they were so bad, if they were so bad, why did they come up with the bill of rights? If they were so bad, why didn't they, why didn't they just not have the bill of rights and decide to be rich and powerful men to take over everything and be the patriarchy? Why didn't they just write in the Constitution, we are the rich and powerful patriarchy and no one can ever say anything or do any or have a gun, especially? Why would they Why would they put in the Constitution uh, that you could say whatever you want and have a gun to back it up? Why would those be the first two? Huh? Why would they? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? They're, they're all in the fucking Constitutional Convention. They're all getting drunk. They're getting plastered. Okay? You ever fucking look up the bill... The Constitutional Convention, they had, like, a fucking whiskey bill, okay? It's fucking crazy. Like, gallons and gallons of whiskey and beer because they uh, fucking sat there drinking all day and night coming up with the Constitution, right? Um, so they're fucking sloshed, right? They're fucking sloshed, right? And th- and that by the end, they fucking finished the fucking Constitution and fucking dr- showed right, and they're like, then somebody's like, no, no. No, hey, no, no, we're not, no, we're not done, we're not done, we're not done, no, and then other guys are like, oh, we're done, we're done, we're done, we've been here for fucking weeks, we're done, and they're like, no, 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 we're not done, we, we need a, uh, rights, we need rights, I wanna, I want, I wanna say whatever I want, I wanna, I want to, and they're like, could you please, could we get, could you please get the right honorable man from New Hampshire uh, off of the table, please? And he's like, I want, I want to say whatever I want, and I want a gun. I want a gun. To back, I want a gun to back up what I want. And thus America was born.
Do you see, you, you think that's compatible with progressive Bitcoiners? You think that's compatible with everything you heard uh, that woman say? Anything, the tone in her voice, the use of the word trigger, the triggering. She said all these words that triggered me. Triggering triggers me. The us and the them and the we and the opposition. and the, uh, All right, okay. So anyways, I feel like there's a natural conflict coming to Bitcoin. It's going to root itself it's going to root it out. It's going to ha- it's going to ha- leftism has got to be rooted out of Bitcoin because the nature of Bitcoin is free speech. Okay? That's what it's rooted in. Code. Code is law, is free, is code, is speech. Okay? And in all of that there's no no room for the government to protect people. They want the government to protect them from being triggered by words. They want the government to protect them from everything. They want the government to protect them from weather. They want the government to protect them from, I don't know, competition, having to work hard, things like logic and time. Do you understand? If you watch that whole Yuri Bezmenov uh, interview, you'll see... Sort of, he kind of lays it all out, like what what it is. And I think maybe it's just taken a lot longer than he thought it would. Uh, He seemed to think it would everything would collapse (laughs) within like 20 years, but no, it took a lot longer. I think we've got we had some steam in us to make things even crazier and crazier. Where we're here, we're here at this point where we, if you really think about it, we just um, we shut down the country for like a year and uh, forced everybody to take an experimental gene therapy and um now we're just acting like nothing's happening yeah i mean sure people are dying left and right and they're pulling out weird rubbery things out of their arteries but besides that, i mean wait come on that's just you don't need to worry about stuff you don't need. why do you always have to bring up things that people don't want to think about come on meanwhile you know the money the money is going out of control meanwhile we're getting to a point where maybe we can't print our way out of this but we have to print because there's nothing else we can do the only other thing we could do is austerity is to to stop spending and to drive everything into a deep deep depression so you know there's that too Either way, we gotta get our way out of this by war. We got, you know, if we could just have a nice war, we could just, you know, it'd be really nice. It's just a just a nice war. Remember, twenty twenty years ago, we had a war, and and how great everything is now because of that war. Look how booming the economy is. Look how great everything is because of the war we had. And now, let's have another one. You know, let's just go. Let's just do it again. I just, let's just print more money and have more war. Just keep doing that until. The day. I think we could do it for another thousand years, honestly. I, we could just keep going. I don't care. We can keep going. The last Bitcoin will be printed, what, 2140? We could keep this war going until then. I say we keep it up. Let's keep. Let's stay in Iraq till 2140. That's what I <laughs> started. We started in 2003. We invaded Iraq. And then uh, 137 years later, once the final Bitcoin has been mined, we'll... we'll We'll draw. We'll be like, all right, we're done. We've our work here is done. Okay, you guys are all peace loving, democracy loving, fucking just constitutional loving, constitution caring, constitutional caring. <laughs> It'd be funny if they all became cowboys. <laughs> they all just started wearing like cowboy hats and fucking riding camels with spurs and stuff, six shooters, and there's like. Uh, I don't know. How are you, buddy? I, I, what am I trying to do? An Arabic accent? I'm trying to mix a cowboy howdy, but with a habibi howdy, habibi. All right. Uh, I'm not going to. 
I won't waste your time. You know, I honestly should have prepared. I had all these like stupid clips and whatever, but what I really should have been doing is practicing the Arabic cowboy. Okay. I should have been practicing that. That would have been, that should have really taken up the majority. Like I'm bringing this up at the end. I'm probably playing the end music now. The outro music is probably happening right now because I want to thank you for listening to the Rojan Kim cast. Um, Thank you very much for your time. And of course, if you think the time you spent listening to me was of any value, please go to the Fountain app. Send me a boost if you want. You can go to Anchor. Uh, you, you go to rojan.kim slash cast. Subscribe to one of the free thingies. There's Apple. There's Spotify. Subscribe to a free thingy. Uh, you know, if you really, really want to support the show, you can, I don't know, you subscribe leave me a comment you know if you want to support it without any money uh you know you could do any of that stuff and i greatly appreciate it thanks again for listening Until next time.